Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. My name is Katie Christ, and in 2016, I wrote down in a journal that I was going to become unapologetically my best self. And my purpose is to help women do the same, whether that's overcoming body image issues, creating next level inner confidence, or up-leveling our emotional intelligence and sense of worth. I believe that by investing in and developing who we are, we can exponentially transform the world we live in. My mission is to create power and influence in the hands of women. These are conversations for those ready to rise. This is the Allured Life Podcast. <laughs> Let's go all in. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Youngdahl. So hello, guys. Um, how was how's your week been so far? My week has been interesting. Interesting to say the least. So by the time that this recording is coming out, I'm recording this episode on June 27th. Um, and so I think this episode will come out around July 10th or so, give or take. Um, but I'll just kind of, yeah, I'm batch recording. I'm getting productive. I'm getting ahead of things. Uh, so I feel really good about it. Um, but I also feel really good about kind of where the podcast is going um, and kind of the content behind these because I've committed to and just kind of have been recording podcasts from a place of, okay, where am I coaching clients right now? Let's like, I'll have a, uh, I'll have a conversation with the client and then I'll just hit record of a podcast right afterwards. Um, or it's a process of me coaching myself, honestly. A couple of weeks back, you guys heard the story about how I didn't show up the best way for Ryan and how I coached myself through those. Um, and this week has been fun. <laughs> has been fun. Um, there's been, again, my intention is is for this these podcasts and I record them on a Zoom and it's it's like I'm just talking to a friend from Zoom talking to a client through zoom. I do that a lot of the times, um, sometimes through FaceTime with clients or just a phone call. Um, I want to be real. I want to be authentic. I want to be in real time, the coaching process, real time, holding up yourself through standards and boundaries and maneuvering through life, through triggers, through people saying things and, and how to just hold yourself in such a true way in an ultimate freedom. So through the coaching industry and through personal development, it's like, why are we doing this work? Why are we doing it? I talked last week about these proven moments, these moments of unsexiness where it's you're looking at yourself and you're recognizing where am I at fault? Where am I going to have to grow? And in the growing process, there are growing pain. Like it sucks. It hurts. It's, it makes you feel uncomfortable. It's unsexy. And it's like, why do we do this? Why do we, cause we could, we could bury our heads in the sand and we could just be acting the exact same way of how we've been acting in the past. And we could be okay with that. Right. But there's something inside of you saying that it's not okay. It's not right that you want more. There's an ickiness. There's a, there's a ugh feeling. There's a, oh, like I could be doing more. I could be like, I just know of a better way. There's negative emotions tied to a lot of the times why people step into the personal development world. 
And that's where the personal development world gets a bad rap from a lot of people that don't really get it. They're like, oh, it's a self-help. Oh, like what's wrong with you? You must be like, I don't know, something's wrong with you. The self-help. Oh my gosh. She thinks she can help herself, but has she seen herself? Oh my gosh. And you're sitting there being like, I know, I know, I know, I see it. But don't tell me I've seen you see it too. It's like, why do we do this work? It's when, when also too, we start getting into this work and it's almost like opening up a can of worms. And that's again, where the, the personal development, the self-help gets a bad rep because a lot of the times you like, I start this work and I feel like by the time that I read this book or listen to this podcast or go through one personal development program, it should be good. And sometimes that happens, right? Sometimes we do this work and we're like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. Like I, I have this motivation. I mean, if you're anything like me, it's like it's like two weeks of good and then one week of, oh my gosh, your person, not your personality, but your behaviors, these moments of being triggered, these moments of where you're responding in a very childlike response, but, but the way that you go about it, you're like, no, I was, I could, I was valid in feeling these emotions. Yeah, sure. Maybe I like said it in a really harsh way, but like, did you see what he did? Did you see what she did of how she talked to me? Or we just ignore it all the times too. But you go through moments where you're like, if you really looked at how you behaved, how you acted, what standard you held others to, but how you were actually acting, there's a discrepancy in that that we don't like to see. Oh, we don't like to see it at all, right? We don't we don't like to see it. That's why we're moving so, 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 so fast. We're moving at a speed of light. We're keeping ourselves busy. We're keeping our to-do list long because sometimes looking at our actual behaviors and actually understanding what is working, what's not working about our own behaviors and actions taking taken from that and looking at where our emotions are and where what who is dictating our behavior which archetype is it our empowered self or is it our out of power self we just keep going keep going keep going and we're like we're, we're, we're still growing we're still growing i'm going to keep listening to the podcast i'm going to keep reading the books and sometimes it does suck to actually look and say, okay, what is actually going on here? What's going on here? And what I want to encourage you is to look and say, what's going on here? What's going on here? And taking a level of, and it's again, like my last podcast, it's not fair, but I think it's the work that I, I think will change the collective to take radical self-ownership of how you are behaving and who you are when you're taking action who is who is motivating you to take action right now is it the version of you that is calm and collected and empowered are you taking action from her or are you taking action from the version of you that is hurt that is feeling pain that is sounding the alarm that something is wrong, that someone is treating you wrong, but that something's off. And then you're just in more of a, you're taking action, but it's more of a reactionary action. It's more of a place of coming from chaos and uneasiness and 
turmoil versus really coming from a place of steadiness of I know myself so well that anything that you say back at me, I've got me. I've got, I can handle it. I can hold it. And that's why we do the personal development work, right? <laughs> We're like, we want to know ourselves so well. And at the end of the day, we want ultimate freedom. We want freedom. We want freedom for ourselves, freedom to feel good, freedom to have it all, be it all, do it all. But with that comes, with this freedom comes the understanding that you have to do this work for yourself first. And it's this next level emotional intelligence that is being asked of you. If you want to be the best version of you, you have to pick up and understand emotional intelligence to a next level. I I think when this term emotional intelligence, I think it can, it's pushed around and thrown quite, quite honestly, in an attack mode is how I've seen it in an attack mode. Because a lot of the times it's only talked about when you're acting from a place or you see somebody acting from a place of very emotions, high emotions. And the thing is, is when emotions are high, intelligence is low quite often. When emotions are high, intelligence is low. How many times have we been like so emotional or so just some, something that's triggered us, something just got us? And can you be true with yourself and be like, are, is, am I coming from a very intelligent place right now? Or when emotions are high, is that more likely when, we're, when we allow ourselves to speak out a term, to act a little nasty, to just... The the thing a lot of the times when we're in fights or when we're in conflict, we go back and we're like, I didn't mean it like that. I'm so sorry. That was said out of anger. That was said out of being sad. I I didn't mean it. When emotions are high, intelligence is low. And I think when emotions are high, that's when people that have been kind of going through the personal development space or when they kind of feel like they are intelligent, they will throw, you're not being emotionally intelligent right now. You need more emotional intelligence. And how do people react with that? I, are you saying I'm not smart? What What is going on here? No, 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 no. <laughs> But that's what I what I'm seeing right now in my own personal life is when emotions are high, intelligence is low. When emotions are high, intelligence is low, and that's okay. That's okay. But what our job right now is just leaning into owning and being able to hold our emotions so that when we act, when we communicate, it's not our high emotions leading us, dictating us, directing us. It's we know how to hold our emotions so that when we do experience high emotions, we don't allow ourselves to get into a place of being in a low intelligence spot. We're smarter than that. We got ourselves. We're smarter than that, guys. Come on. We are intelligent women here. We are highly intelligent women. And people will throw that in our face because as women, we are also our superpower are our emotions. That's our superpower. That's something that I've been hiding away from because this, again, this masculine energy paradigm that we're in, this masculinity 
emotions are not good. They say that women are not good leaders because of their emotions. They might not expressively say that, but there's a little bit of a rhetoric behind that. And we're taught to be straight-faced, to be tough, to not lead from our emotions. Yeah, okay, I get that. But it's not that's not the full story. I don't think that's where we as women, like, I think we have so much more power. But we're not taught what it looks like to hold emotion, to process emotion, and to understand which version of us is actually dictating our behavior right now. Which which version of us is dictating the behavior? We want to be strong. I want you to be the strongest version of you. But right now, for so many people, the quote-unquote strong version of you is actually just a trigger response is actually just you putting up a wall of you responding in more of a protective behavior rather than a state of owning your emotions, processing your emotions, sitting with your emotions, forgiving, and then coming from a place of really just a neutral stance and then walking from there knowing what you want, knowing what you desire, knowing the empowered version of yourself and walking from there, creating action from there. That's where in this personal development space, we want, we want ultimate freedom. What else? Ultimate freedom is knowing that the actions and the way that you are talking and speaking and the boundaries and the standards that you have in place are squeaky clean are squeaky clean, that there is no way if someone questions you or kind of goes against your boundaries or your standards or or pushes up against you, you don't have to come up in a place of, of reactionary anymore. That's not freedom. That's not freedom when we when someone spit fires at us or does something at us that causes a trigger response. It is not ultimate freedom and ultimate power to respond right away in that trigger response. That's giving them the power that they can cause a reaction from you. Ultimate freedom is you you are responding in the way that you know is authentic and true for you. But right now we are triggered like no other, like no other. We're going about this, and, and I love, so... Um, I took this program by my mentor, Melanie Ann Lair, called Femme Fatale. If you have the capacity to ever be able to take this program, I highly, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Um, and it just, honestly, at, after that program, I was, I am a different woman. I'm changed. I can't unsee the things that I've seen from that program. I can't unsee it. And I can't change who I am. I'm a, I'm a better, I'm a greater woman because of that program. And I've been deep in the last two months, I've been deepening this work, deepening this work and, and really kind of making it my own. And I, I, I just can't unsee the way that we're doing things is so wrong. So, and it's not our fault either. It's not our fault that when someone does question us or harm us, that this version of us this more childlike version of us that says, that's not fair. 
Well, this the version of us that is judgmental, the version of us that looks at somebody and say that's not fair, the version of us that says that doesn't like to not be seen, that doesn't feel validated, that gets annoyed by not claiming validation from other people. That version of us that a lot of the times we go into personal development because we see this from us and we don't like it. That version of us comes out and it's it's just, it's in a childlike way. But right now, because we are women, we're powerful women and we are doing great things in this world. When that version of us does come out, she comes out disguised as justified. She comes out disguised as you're right to feel this way. But deep down looking at it, really deep down looking at it, it's you're like, bless her cotton socks, little Katie, for feeling unseen, for feeling unheard. And then sounding the alarm and getting badass Katie to come in and say, can you fix it? I don't feel really good right now. I feel sad. I feel hurt. She hurt my feelings. She took she took what was supposed to be mine. Can you go? Can you go fix it? And this version of us that comes in and there's, this is like why I love this kind of work that Melanie and Lair has introduced me. It's these different archetypes that just make so much sense in my head and the way that I've been coaching women around this, around feminine and masculine energetics. And there's this, the goddess version of us, which is the one that holds our emotions. She's our emotional center. She's our magic on legs version of us, the, the magnetic version of us, the sexy version of us, this confident version of us. She's, she is who we all strive to be. Then there's the badass version of us. This is the version that we, that the, the doing part of us, the doing aspect, the be it all, do it all, have it all. The being it all, that's our goddess. That's the one that we're like, I want, I want to cultivate her. That's the goddess, the doing it all. That's our badass. And the having it all, that's our boss. And it all stems, it all starts with our goddess, the being it all. Who are we being? And that dictates who we, what we do and who we be and what we do then dictates what we have. So if you're looking at your life right now and you don't like what you have, then it's just reverse engineer a little bit and go, not even reverse engineer, start from scratch. Who are you being? Because who you're being dictates what you're doing. And what you're doing dictates what you have in your life. So right now we lost so many, so many people. And again, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. We just haven't been taught that we actually have the power to hold our emotions and process our emotions. And that's what it looks like when we step into our empowered goddess version of ourselves. That we don't, right now, we are so in a masculine identity that when we experience an emotion, an emotion of frustration, an emotion of anxiety, an emotion of sadness, of of disappointment, of hurt, of fear, that when we have these emotions, we go straight into what do I do about this? We are we are being, we experience this this being of sad. And we go straight into doing straight into, okay. And then we think, and we think, well, what, what caused this? What happened here? What do I need to do to fix this? We, th- we, and we just, our brain just goes, 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 goes. And the biggest thing is that our ego likes to justify if we're, especially 
especially the negative emotions that we experience, we don't like to take self radical self-ownership of why we are experiencing these emotions. We don't. So we take these emotions that we're feeling and we, our brain just our brain likes to protect us. It's like, I don't want you to feel like you caused yourself to feel anxiety, that you caused yourself to feel frustration, that you caused yourself to feel anger. We're like, I don't like this. I don't like this emotion. It doesn't feel good in my body. And so our brain, and this is, we've just been conditioned to feel like this. Our brain just goes into straight saying, okay, what causes, what causes, what causes, what, let me think about this. Let me think about this. Let me think about this. And when we add thought to an emotion, our emotion compounds. There's a beautiful quote by Melanie Ann Lair. Again, I know I talk about her so much, but I've just learned so, so much from her. But it's the this whole process of a compounded emotion. So there's the thing that you're feeling, number one, the emotion, the initial emotion that you're feeling. Then there's the thing that you're feeling about the thing that you're feeling. <laughs> so there's the initial emotion. And then we can... What we usually do is we compound emotion by then we feel the emotion. And then there's the thing that you're feeling about the thing that you're feeling. (laughs) So I feel sadness and then I get mad at myself for feeling sadness. And I'm mad at myself for experiencing sadness. And then I'm, I'm frustrated with myself for experiencing this madness. And then it starts to compound and compound and compound. The more that we add thought to emotion, the more that it compounds. Because the thing with emotion, we 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 want to understand why we're experiencing these emotions. We want to add thought and j- like just add intelligence to emotions, but we don't. We can't do that. When emotions are high, intelligence is low. There there is no there is no like correlations with emotion. We don't have to, and this is this is the work of that I really, really love with, with empowered feminine energetics is that when we experience emotion, we don't have to justify or put a train of thought to this emotion to say that it's okay to experience this emotion. That's what we do a lot of the times we experience anger. We experience disappointment. We experience sadness. And then we're like, we add thought to to that emotion to justify us experiencing that when in reality, we don't have to do that we we can allow ourselves to experience this emotion because when we experience the emotion we actually process the emotion that's it our job right now is to stop adding thought to emotion of why we're experiencing this and instead just process the emotion process the emotion how many times have we felt anger and you go and work out and you feel you like you release that anger through there. And then you come, you, where we get this phrase of clear our head. Let me go for a walk so I can clear my head. Clear our head is just get processes emotion so that when we do take action, we're not coming from a place of cloudiness. We're not clouded by emotion. We've heard these phrases, haven't we? So much. Clear our head. You're clouded by emotion. And that's the work that we just don't, we're not encouraged to do this work, right? We're just kind of, and we're not taught how to do this work. We're not taught how to do this. This is, this is not in our high school education, in our elementary education. 
especially in elementary or middle school where we're like oh my gosh these emotions are like ravaging in our body <laughs> we're not taught that we can just go and clear our head that we're not wrong for experiencing these emotions but what we are wrong from is taking action from these emotions now as women we've been around enough we're not children anymore we're not a little kid anymore we're not a little girl anymore so we can use we can learn how to process our emotions and then come instead of coming from a really shaky and chaotic stance when we take action we come from a really grounded centered steady calm state because we're not allowing our actions who we are being is not dictated from a from a being that is feeling chaotic that's feeling triggered that's feeling unsteady because again right now we're coming from somebody will do something or we'll see something and we're like that's not fair wait i don't feel good right now like she made me feel really bad she did this and she made me feel really bad and then if because that's who we are being but it comes across as oh my gosh wait the way that she just talked to me like that's not that made me feel really bad that's not that i do not deserve that it sounds intelligent when we put that voice. She, the way she just talked to me, like that made me feel really bad. <laughs> just change the voice. It just, it sounds again like a five-year-old, doesn't it? And then because it's, it's a very childlike response or childlike emotion that's happening, we then, the doing that comes from us, remember the being is our goddess, the doing is our badass. The, and the being the who we are being dictates the badass energy that comes in when we are coming from a very out of powered version of us this like baby goddess version of ourselves this oh it's not fair but it it's not fair that she is talking to me like this it's disguised but a lot of the times it's our it's our baby goddess it's just these childlike wounds that we haven't figured out how to process the best way when we come from that, when that is our who we are being, when we create, when we call the badass then, when we're like, okay, this is this is who I am being and this is what I want done about it. The version of us that then comes in into the badass is a lot of this mothering energy. The badass is the one that does and because our childlike version of ourselves is calling in the badass who comes in it's the mother comes in to fix it because when we were when we were little girls that's what happened when we were little girls we got pushed off a swing and we said mom mom she pushed me off the swing go punish her go do something help me feel better and the mom came in and depending on what kind of mothering behavior you're used to Either she came in and was like, okay, oh, who did this to you? Okay, let me go get her. Let me go have a talk with her. Let me go. I'm going to go sit her down and tell her what's right. Or it's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. I'm going to make this better. I'm going to do this. We got, we'll just, we'll just go take care of her. There's either the meek or the very like, oh, 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 don't mess with that mom. And that's, if we haven't, that's a lot of us, how we're reacting right now. It's a lot of it is we're coming from, we're getting emotionally triggered 
and our childlike version of ourselves is the person that's just like, bless her, bless that little baby, little baby Katie. She's coming out and she's sounding the badass version of Katie to come fix it. But it comes across as very adult, like especially too when these behaviors that are or these um, situations that are happening around us are very adult-like behaviors. They're things that have high responsibility needed, but we're still acting from a place of baby version of ourselves, childlike versions of ourselves. This isn't fair. This isn't fair. She's doing this. She looks like that. She's acting like that. Why is she doing this? And I'm not allowed to do that. She makes me feel bad. And then it's like, okay, let me go fix this. I got you. I got you. We're going to go fix this. Haven't you been in an argument with someone where it comes out as you hurt me when you did this and you did this and you did that and you talked to me like that. And like, and then the other person is coming out and being like, well, you also hurt me when you said this. And I didn't like it when the way that you talked to me like that. And blah, 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 blah. and it just takes for enough of that conversation. These little, like these two little bless their little hearts, these little girls that haven't learned how to process their emotions are just, they're hurt. They're hurt. And they're, they're finding judgment and shame and blame because they haven't learned to take radical self-ownership of their own emotions. They're hurt. And it's just a matter of time until one of them will then say, I'm, I have been hurt enough and it'll sound alarm and it'll come off as, listen, nobody talks to me like this anymore. And then you're like, oh my gosh. And then the other one will either just like be so hurt and just crawl in a corner and be like, I'm not talking to you anymore. Or... This is when people have gotten into like yelling matches or like sticking their heels in the sand and just like going at each other. We've experienced, have we not experienced these with the women in our life? And also too, I know men and other people have been involved in this, but a lot of the times uh, it's a lot of women having these conversations where it's like the term of cat fight. Women can't be friends with other women. Like, this is where it's like we women have gotten a bad rap of having sisterhood, having female relationships. Because so it's like, oh, it's just too much drama. When in reality, it's just like we can have compassion for what's going on here and just understand that we just haven't been taught that we can hold our emotions and process our emotions and have conversations with other women with other men with other people where we don't come we can we can voice our thoughts and our feelings but we don't have to voice them from those feelings right away our job is to learn how to process these emotions really make sure that we are 100% good moving forward that we've got us that we are 100%, our cup is filled up, that we we know that we can take care of ourselves and then we can have conversations from that st stance. From that stance. Not from being like, you made me feel like this, but it can be like, I, I just, I felt really hurt. But this is the next level is in being great women, we do not shame, we do not fault, and we do not blame. As great women, we do not blame, 
We do not fault and we do not shame. Those are the standards that we hold uphold ourselves. We as women take radical self-responsibility. We take ownership. We take ownership of exactly the emotions that we're experiencing. We take emotion, we take radical ownership of who we are, of what we are experiencing. And we do not blame other people for the emotions that we experience. We do not shame other people for the emotions that we are experiencing from their actions. And we, we do not find fault from the emotions that we are experiencing from other people. We don't fault other people. We take ownership that, okay, she said this to me. She said this statement that was really hurtful. She called into question my character and it hurt my feelings. It made me feel unseen. It made me feel unworthy. It made me feel small. What, in what way is it going to make me a better version of me <clears throat> to throw that right back at her face saying, I blame you for making me feel small, for making me feel unseen, for making me feel unvalidated. How am I going to become a better version of me if I shame her in the way that she talked to me? How am I going to become a better version of me if I receive something from somebody else and I experiencing emotion from her, from that response, excuse me. So I receive something, I receive communication, I receive a perception or projection from somebody else and I throw it right back at them because I'm hurt, because I feel unseen. This is where we, <clears throat> and this is, this is where it's like, this is a high level conversation. There's so many aspects to it. It's be, when we actually do blame and shame and find fault, we actually pick up that projection or that conversation as truth in some sort or way of capacity. When our job actually, our standard is we don't, we no longer, because we know better, we no longer throw back shame, blame, and fault. If something is thrown at us and we're like, this is not ours to pick up, we just don't pick it up. We don't pick it up. But if it does cause you to feel unseen, for you to feel hurt, for you to feel a level of emotion that does not feel good in your body, to feel like mad that they're attacking you and your character, then your job is then to process that emotion and understand where what did they just poke right now that made you question your own belief about yourself? What did they, they just, and that's the gift. They gave you a gift because they poked at something. They poked at your belief system about who you are to be true. They poked at it. So it's our job then to like understand, okay, why am I getting so angry right now? What's going on here? And so much of it is to just be like, oh, this like this is a childlike wound that's coming up of me like feeling like I'm not worthy, that I'm not seen, that I'm not getting validated. And then you can sit there and, and take care of that emotion and be like, okay, it's it's okay, it's okay. 
you know that you are worthy. You know that you are seen. You know that you are valuable. And like, you know that you are the one. So take care of that emotion. And then because we're in a, in a moment of processing our emotions, then we can do what we want. Then we can sound the badass to come in. And from that standpoint, then we can, then we can have the communication. If we want to have a continued, if we want to have a continued conversation with the person that threw something at you, then we can have the conversation of what we want to do about it moving forward. Do we want to continue having a relationship with that person? Yes or no. If it's a no, okay. Because they did, they did something wrong towards you. That's fine. You don't have to have a continued relationship with them if there was one to begin with. And if there is a continued relationship moving forward, then because you're coming from a really, really steady place, you're not coming from a triggered state, then you talk about and you create and say, the way that you talked to me was not good, was not the right way. And these are my standards and boundaries of how it looks like to have a relationship with me moving forward. But what we're not doing is we're not doing the work to process the emotions and take ownership of these emotions that we're experiencing. We're not doing that. Because the moment somebody says something mean about us, we go right back, we blame them, we say that they're a bad person. We say that they're awful, that they don't care, that they're, they're not compassionate, that they did you wrong. And it's just sitting there. You, We are then surrounded by relationships where we have our shields up and we're just, the only time that we approach other people is to go around the shield and throw another dagger of blame, shame, or fault. No wonder we're being stagnant. No wonder relationships with women are drama-fold, filled, I mean. <laughs> we're not doing this work. We're not doing this work and it's on both. It's on everybody. It's on our capacity to understand that emotions are real. When you're having a discussion with someone or when something, when an, an experience is happening with someone, emotions are real that everyone is experiencing on both sides. Those are real. Those feel real, but the actions that created those emotions are subjective. There's two sides to every story. There are two sides to every story. Every one of us is our own main character in our own story. And so when someone does something wrong to us and we're like, well, she should have known better, that same person is sitting there being like, well, she should have known better as well, too. So I'm not going to apologize to her while we're on our side of the story saying, well, I'm not going to do anything until she apologizes to us. And then we're acting like we're we're all high and mighty and we're not going to talk to them. And then because they're on their side of the story, be like, well, they're acting all high and mighty, so they don't deserve an apology from me. And this is where we just get stuck and stuck and it's infuriating, quite to be honest. Because I know that we're better than that. I know that we're better than that so much, so much. And again, this is hard. This is not easy work. And the moment that you go and start doing this stuff, you're not going to get it like that. It won't happen in a moment. It happens over time, but it, but it happens with a lot of contemplation and self-reflection. It happens with contemplation and self-reflection. But when we are hurled with moments that would allow us contemplation and self-reflection, because it's been the norm 
that when someone throws something hurtful at you, that it is, we have the right to blame, shame, and find fault in the other person because we're doing that, because that's what we were taught as children. We said, okay, they did something wrong. So, oh, little Freddie, you're supposed to come and apologize. And then you're supposed to like accept their behavior or, or if you did something wrong, you get punished. The real world, people don't get punished anymore, but we want that, but we don't. We don't want people to be punished. What we do want is for us to, instead of punishing the other people by throwing back blame, shame, and fault, to take that as a a moment for contemplation and self-reflection, to become the better version of you, radical self-responsibility. Everything happens for a reason. Isn't that something that's thrown around quite often? So when someone does pull into question your character or say something mean about you or put a projection onto you and you experience a negative emotion, why? If everything happens for a reason, why are you experiencing this negative emotion? Because it's a moment for you to learn that there's some holes that they're poking at and their tenderness right there. And you're like, oh, that hurts. Oh, oh. You made me hurt. Okay. Why am I hurting right here? What's going on? What's the emotion that like baby Katie is experiencing and how do I take care of her? And then we walk from that. Versus, oh, you hurt me. Mom, mom, she hurt me. Can you go do something about it? And mom comes in, oh, okay, we're going to go do something about this. We're going to tell her that it's not okay for you to talk about that. We're missing. We're missing the piece where we make sure that we are 100% good moving forward. And this piece makes it so that when we do this kind of work, it's ultimate freedom. It's ultimate freedom. Because when we do this work, we learn so much about ourselves. And so that when we make sure that we got ourselves, when someone does come at us, when someone says something mean, when someone says something hurtful or judges us or questions our competency or our self-worth, when they try to take something away from you, they can't. Because you have full ownership of who you are and can take care of yourself. So when they try to take something away from you, when they try to belittle you, when they try to make you smaller, they can't. They can't. Because you take care of you first. But I want to make this very, 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 very clear. Very clear. Because what I've been talking about right now is emotional intelligence and moving forward is creating boundaries and standards. And right now you might be listening to this and be like, okay, I need to make a boundary that she won't talk to me anymore. I don't have her in my life. Like that's not the relationship that I want to have. There's a difference between, and this is what I want you to ask, is is when you say these things, is the boundary that you're putting in place right now, is that a reactionary response or is it based off of a lesson learned? 
Is it a reactionary response or is it based off of a lesson learned? So what do I mean by that? It's a lot of the times when we do have someone say something mean to us and our childlike response is, she hurt my feelings. I don't like that. And then our badass says, nobody talks to us like that. That's our bound. We don't, we are not talked to like that. That boundary that you put in place, that's reactionary response. It's reactionary response. Versus someone says the same exact scenario happens, but you hold your emotion through that. And then you learn when people, when someone takes my character out of question or when questions my character without coming to me first or or whatever the learned lesson is for you. Or it's when someone's talking badly about me behind my back. I don't have a relationship with that person. That's a learned lesson. That's a learned lesson. So then you can create boundaries and standards and learn how to communicate that to that person that hurt you. How much, how better would that how more influential or impactful does that conversation go? When you say, nobody talks to me like that. You can't talk to me like that. Versus, hey, when, 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 someone doesn't, when someone speaks about me poorly behind my back, I don't have relationships with those people. There's respect on the last part. There's respect. And there's so much to it also, too. Of just like that person could come back and be like, I don't, I, I didn't talk to you behind my back. I didn't do that. That wasn't me. Mm-mm. Okay, that's okay. Again, not being reactionary, not being like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. It's like, okay, but just know I don't have relationships with people that talk behind my back. So if I do find out that later on that you were talking behind my back, I will confront you and I will let you know this is the information that I do know. And moving forward, I will not have a relationship with you. Do you even just like hear or feel the difference in the tone that I'm talking about these things? And I know I'm like just making up these scenarios in my head. And I know it is so much harder to do this in real time with real emotions. But that's where it's it's processing these emotions and you get to communicate not from a place fueled by emotion, but from a place of this is my truth and this is what I'm like holding to be true. And this is the goddess, the version of us that processes these emotions. She wants the best for you. And with that too, she wants the best from other, every other person she interacts with too. She sees every version of us is, is doing the best that they can. Every version, everybody is doing the best that they can. So it's like, can we come with enough compassion that we pray for? That when we are walking through our life and we're like, oh, I didn't mean that. I didn't, like, I didn't mean to say like like that. Or it's like, my intention was this, but it came off so, so wrong. This is where it's not going to be fair because we have compassion for the way that we do things. And sometimes it's really hard to see that in other people too, when they prove it time and time and time again, that they're not like that whatsoever. But I promise you, once you start doing this work, it'll be so much easier. Once you start, once you actually start to see where you are coming from, your out of powered self, from your baby goddess self, from your childlike response, when you slow down and actually 
take contemplative moments and self-reflection moments, it's going to be so much easier to see that other people are coming from this response as well too. So then instead of just looking at every person around you as like, she sucks, she sucks, she sucks, you almost can see people and be like, oh, okay. She just hasn't processed her little child, little baby version of herself. And it's okay. And that's freedom. We get to walk around and be like, there's just, there's just little babies everywhere. Instead of holding on to shame, blame, and fault and seeing other people as enemies or as they're not good enough. And when we hold on to that, we then inherently, isn't that the truth? We hold that of if, if she could be not good, then that's where our thoughts of I, I could be not good too. They might not think that I'm good. So the more that we do work for ourselves and processing this for us first, for me, for you, for us, it starts to trickle down and we start to see other people in ways of compassion that we actually pray for, for ourselves first too. And then when we start to give more compassion, then other people experience that compassion and they start to give the compassion. And that's how the collective rises. So guys, I know this was a high, this was a high level, level conversation. If you want more of these conversations with me, I am doing one-on-one conversation or coaching. So we can really go all in on this in the go all in intensive. It's a three-month one-on-one coaching experience. Or we can do a 12-month coaching experience called Iconic. So this is just, this is next level radical self-responsibility. These are the conversations that I am having with myself and my clients. I know it's going to be good. If we take radical self-responsibility, a for me, for you, for us kind of approach. So I love you. And I hope some moment this week takes your breath away. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women listening. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your friends. Or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Don't forget, if you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Katie Christ. See you back here next week.